Hello, everybody. It's time for the Be Real, Get Real podcast with Women's Prosperity Network. And I'm Trish Carr, one of the co-founders of Women's Prosperity Network. And this is the opportunity we take to meet our members and the people who are making a huge difference on this planet. And today I'm thrilled to be joined by Carol Pilkington, who lives in Reseda, California, at, which is near Los Angeles. And she, you know, I've known Carol for a while, but having these conversations, I learned so much about people. So I appreciate all of you being here. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear your comments as we go through. And Carol was telling me that as a young child, nine or 10 years old, that she had a spiritual experience at that young age. So uh, Carol, you were telling me that at that age, you had somehow a connection to source. So go ahead and share that with everybody, if you will. Yeah, I, I can't tell you the absolute specifics around how it happened or, or where it happened. But I know that I woke up and I experienced being connected and being source. Like it was me and I was it. And that that experience, that that source is pure love. That all the things that we experience in the human life, jealousy, um, anxiety, fear, all these things, that does not exist where pure love is. And I had no one to talk to about it. Nobody could relate. Right. And so as anybody can imagine who has had an experience like this, and I know that I'm not the only one, but I felt like the only one at the time. Well, you were only nine years old and you right? wouldn't have any way to know other people experienced it. And, but even still, even when I was growing up, I still could not talk about it and still would not know if anybody had that kind of experience. And so it, like others who have had this experience feel like they're alien in their own skin. Did and you only in their have own a, surroundings. Was it only that one time? It's all I needed. It's all I needed to tell me who I really am. Um, and, but that came with its own challenges, you know, because when I had that, as I had that experience of knowing that I was love and there was nothing else that mattered. Um, and to be and to come from that place, to try and come from that place all the time, living in a world that's so chaotic. Yeah. I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I that started me on a quest for the rest of my life, asking the questions that we fervently tend to ask when we're children. Who am I? Where did I come from? What is what does it really mean to be human? And that's how I got started really doing this work as a lifetime pursuit. So how, do, how does it translate into your work? How did it, in, tell us about your work and how that inspired you. As I became an adult, I always was full of anxiety around knowing that there was more to life than just having a job, having a family, going through life and having all the material 
you know, wealth. And I felt like this emptiness inside. And so that kept me searching and seeking the truth of what it means to be human. And as I found the teachers that I needed to help me have the experiences and deal with all these questions that I was asking, I wanted to assist others who were asking the same questions and who were feeling that anxiety and stress and despair about, about being here in, in a human form, about being in the world and not really knowing how to navigate it. So, so on the one hand, you experience that you are love, which I can only imagine the amazing feeling that must be, right? I am love is like everything. You probably felt like you were bursting out of your skin, I imagine. Absolutely. Something like that. And then when it receded, right? How long did it last? Well, I knew it was always the foundation of who I am. But as we go through life, life happens and things happen around us, to us. And so I had to deal with the realities of being here in the world. Relationship issues, job issues, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, right? Yes. I had to learn to be human yes. while still knowing that I was this spirit, this source. Which causes a weird disconnect. Yeah. 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 On the one hand, you know, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. On the other hand, you're like, why do I have to have this human experience? I'd really rather be in that spiritual place all the time because it feels so good. Yes. Right? So, but then you have to deal with life. So how do you hold on to I am love in the face of humanity and problems and all the things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. How do you stay in that place? I guess you don't. That's part of why you do what you do, right? Exactly. The thing about, as I, as I began to have more experiences of who I am that built on the foundation of that original experience, and how to navigate the world and being human, I was able to integrate more yeah. those, that experience and be and live from that place more. And that's why I, I do the work that I do to help people understand that they don't have to be split in two, that there is a way to integrate the life that they're living as a human being and still come from that place as a spiritual entity, a spiritual being, that they can have both. It's not one or the other. They don't have to put their spiritual life on the back burner. In fact, to do so creates that conflict. So how do you, let's, how do people recognize that they have the same kind of a disconnect? Like, how do I know that I'm not connected spiritually, and that might be the root cause of my stress, my issues. How do I know, or do I? 
Well, that's the that's the thing. Some people do, some people don't, and they just go on their lives and and live their lives. It all depends upon. A lot of times, it takes a, a crisis in one's life. Most of the time, it takes a crisis to awaken something, spark something within that makes them aware that there's something different. There's something more that there's more than what is happening here. That some, I am part of something larger, something bigger than just me. So it's probably some kind of a yearning, but you don't even know what you're yearning for. Exactly. Wow. Wow. So what do you do to support people in getting to the answers that they're looking for? I mean, you're probably still searching, right? To some degree. I don't know if I'm searching. I'm just integrating more. Um, I know who I am. I have a clear, solid foundation that I am that source. And there's a co-creation and co there's a coexistence that enables me to have <clears throat> not push from pillar to post anymore, ever. I have a solid, clear foundation that I am this source. And there is a coexistence, collaboration, co-creation happening. So that in the face of, so, you know, you're dealing with what people deal with all day. So, so today I had, I woke up early and I got in line and I had an appointment at five minutes to nine and I wasn't called until about 9.30 and the whole time I'm waiting in line, I'm going, this is crazy. Why did I make an appointment? I gotta go. I could feel my anxiety rising. So I imagine that having a human experience, you go through things like that. How do you ground yourself back to, I am love, I am connection, I am source? It's first awareness. You have to be aware in the moment of what's happening. So this anxiety, this anxiousness that you started to feel yeah. that you wanted, you needed to be there, right? I need to be there, right? But I have to be here. The moment you have that awareness, it brings you back to present time because love is in present time. Anxiety, stress, the whole gamut of the human emotions that we tend to feel are either in the past or in the future. Yeah. None of that really exists when we are living in the moment and in the present time. We're just here. We're just doing what is presenting itself to be done right here, right now. So how do you bring yourself back there? I it's mean, a, it's a process, you know, it's a, it's a learning process. And I was having a conversation actually with Nancy the other day about this with regards to how in the moment I can feel everything that's going on in my body. I can feel whatever emotions I'm feeling and still know that I'm here present with you having a conversation that's takes practice. It's called, um, self-observation or and Gurdjieff, George Gurdjieff called it self-remembering. Um, but it's a, it's a walking, talking, living, breathing meditation of observing every moment and living from that place. Wow, you know, in today's world with all that's going on, 
It is, um, I, I love hearing that you have a way to bring you back to source because, you know, one of my biggest things is, is patience, right? This whole thing of waiting in line and all of that. So, you know, you've been doing the training that you have, the background that you have. Tell us about some of the training that you've had to be able to work through this um, connection that you have that's otherworldly, really. So how did you learn to control it, work with it, manage it, whatever the right word might be? I've been introduced to many different modalities, systems, both esoteric, scientific, from the woo-woo to the practical, from the you know scientific to the you know ethers. I I bring in astrology. Um, George Gurdjieff, I've just talked about. He talked about self-remembering that we are automatons until we begin to become aware that we might be more. And there's a process of that. There's Alfred Korzybski, who's the grandfather of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Right. And so I have access to all of these different teachings and trainings, Confucianism, um, Lao Tzu Tong, you know, the, the, the Tao. Yeah. So I have tremendous, I've been gifted and blessed to have a teacher who has had so much training and who is also an MSW. He has a degree in um, social work, social work. So I've been trained by a therapist. So I have Carl Jung to um, bring into the work that I do with people. Wherever people are at, I meet them there and I can use all of these tools that I have at my fingertips. And I'm really, really grateful. Plus, of course, through all of that, it's not just learning data, it's about having direct experiences that, mm. that solidify that information that I've been given. Because we can be given information and read and all these other things all day long for years. Right. But if we don't live it, if we don't have a direct experience of it and, in, and incorporate it into our own lives, it means nothing. We're just absorbing the same kind of data and information that we came into the world being open to, like our family environment, our culture and cultural societal environment. We absorb all that when we come into the world, not knowing what's being poured into us. And so no, we have to unlearn all that right. so that we can decide what's mine and what's not. That's what Yoda says, you must unlearn what you have learned. Yeah, That's one of the things he says. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I think about being able to get back to source, to be able to be in the moment, to be able to have that steady confidence of knowing who you are in any moment, it sounds like no matter what the challenge someone has, whether it's conflicts with my family or you know, challenges with relationships or money problems, which many people go through, 
that the modalities and the things that you do can get people back to that safe place. And what I always hear people say is when things settle down, I'll, but we know things never settle down. That's right. So these tools that you have support people in handling whatever happens when it happens because things don't ever settle down, right? That's right. I'll tell you, I have, I have a great story. I, I lived in this area where there was a series of vandalism and my, my, all the windows in my car were, were blasted out. They just broke every window in my car. And I was woken up to this, somebody telling me this. I go out, I look at it, and I walk back in and I started making calls that I needed to make to, to get the car fixed. It wasn't this, oh, crap. Oh, no. God almighty. What am I going to do now? How am I going to get here? How I just no, went to business, got on the phone, started making phone calls and got it handled. It was no drama associated with it. It just was something that presented itself in the moment that had to be taken care of. I took care of it. I got on with my day. And that was that. And no residual effects, like you didn't, like in a crisis, I'm great. But once I'm away from everybody in my car, then I'll cry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't have any of those residual effects at all? Most of the time, not. That's I mean, great. I'm not, I am a human being and of there course. are moments, but, you know, I know what to do to bring myself out of it instantaneously. I don't dwell. I don't indulge because it's a leak of energy. And when we have a leak of energy, it drains us of being in the moment and being able to make the decisions that from a place of clarity. You know, it's so interesting. I was lucky enough to meet uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who's ah. the author of The Four Agreements. Yeah. And he and I had dinner together. And he sat, we sat across from each other. And the whole time we, hard, we had hardly any conversation. It was just his hand on mine, looking me in the eyes so deeply, reminding me that I am love. And it was the closest I've ever had to a spiritual experience. I don't think it goes as far as what you experienced. And I really felt a shift. And it was such a beautiful experience. And I always do my best to hold on to that and to remind myself of that in, in circumstances. And that's what you do for people. I love that you said that you can shift just like that and that you can give people tools so that once they got it, they got it. Like we all need tune-ups, right? I get that. But yeah. to be able to have the type of tools and the type of strategies that you have to get people to shift in the moment. I mean, that's a miracle. So how do people get in touch with you? And um, what's the best way to do that? They want to have a conversation with me, they can go to your um, www.yourfreediscoverycall.com. Okay, great. Yeah, yourfreediscoverycall.com. That's easy enough. And what they'll do is schedule something and you'll get together. Yes, that's perfect. That's really perfect. And is there anything that um, on your website that you want to drive people to or anything like yes. that? Yes, they can um, sign up and get my um, seven tips 
on how to um, tap into their own power. Okay, great. And that's at carolpilkington.com? Yes. And spelled just the way it sounds. Carol yes. with the traditional, no E at the end, just Carol. No e at the end. Pilkington. Pilkington. Oh. P-I-L-K-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing of yourself about this. And, you know, as a child, I can't imagine what that was like for you to have no one to speak to about it and nowhere to go about it. But it certainly has given you everything you need to be a real light in this world for other people. So thank you for, for that and for doing that for humanity, because we need you. Thank you so much, Trish. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for watching. We'll be back again next week with another Be Real, Get Real podcast. Be sure to be in touch with Carol Pilkington and find out how you can be in the moment, regardless of what's happening around you, what the circumstances are, because you are the master of your own ship. Thank you, everybody. Thank you again, Carol. Thank you.